Welcome everyone to Films with the Women of My Life. My name is Brennan. And joining me tonight is Jess. Hello, happy October. Happy October. You said happy September last time you were here, so you're Oh, did I? <laughs> believe you did. I edited it not too long ago. Uh, Nicole, you were also here. You rang. Oh, you rang. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, I was working we... in the lab late <laughs> one night. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that's what was happening. <laughs> no one will save you. No one will save you from what we were... Us. we were, the, the, the review we were about to hear. No one's going to say... No, the film we are reviewing is No One Will Save You. It's a new 2023 film on Hulu from director Brian Duffield. If you don't know that name, we did a movie of his, I think, last year. Uh, Spontaneous. The movie about uh, the high schoolers that blow up... Uh, spontaneously spontaneously combust and it's like a rom-com you guys remember that i do oh i remember that yeah i believe we we liked that one it was charming it had uh, this guy's also a writer he's written the one of those babysitter movies on netflix he wrote the movie underwater with the uh, christian stewart and a couple other things so he's mostly a writer second directed movie and this stars caitlin dever who we know from book smart days as well as yeah so when i was watching this movie i was like where do i know this mousy girl from like she looks there so familiar and, I, and i'm just like is it just a random girl that just has a familiar face because she definitely has that and I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, book smart. Ah, uh, what's but what like, I why? say, Brennan? Uh, that's it, what? Nicole, within the first five minutes, what did you say? Jess is going to say, oh, that's the girl from book smart. I didn't notice until I looked her up. <laughs> well, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and now I'm wondering, why did these two girls, like Jonah Hill's sister and this girl, like, why haven't we seen much of them since book smart? I feel like that movie should have, like, put them on the map and started, like, their career, but we haven't heard much of either of them. I've uh, seen Caitlin Dever in she a couple was in a movies. TV series. It was like a where a girl went missing or something. Yeah, oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? I remember that too. I saw I saw it um, on my phone when I was, saw that she was a book smart. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that series. But that that still came out years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. And then Beanie Feldstein was in. She was Monica Lewinsky in a in a like mini series about that. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen much of her. But she's not even in this. We're we're not talking. She's not in this one. Just Caitlin Devers in this one. Pretty much almost by herself. I mean, there's a couple other people in it, but it's kind of a one woman show. And this is what No One Will Save You is about. Bryn finds solace within the walls of the home where she grew up until she's awakened one night by strange noises from unearthly intruders. Nice and vague. This has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes with the critics, 57 with the audience, 6.4 on IMDb. Up and down scores there. And if you haven't seen it, as I said, on Hulu, about 90 minutes. Those are all the superlatives you need to know. And we're going to spoil it here now. So if you haven't seen it, this is your chance to bail out. So Bryn, seamstress, living alone, childhood mom. Childhood mom, Jesus. Childhood home. And she is mourning the loss of her mother. And she is also the mourning uh, the loss of her best friend. We find this out pretty quickly on in the movie. Uh, visual storytelling. Uh, she lives on the outskirts of town by herself, and she does, whenever she is seen by other people, they look at her, uh, uh, 
not well. She isn't clearly not liked by the town. She is some sort of pariah outcast, but we don't know why. So she's making dinner one night, and there is a bunch of weird happenings, telekinesis stuff starts going on, and a thing breaks into her house, and this intruder is an alien creature, very classic alien, gray Roswell aliens. They got those little finger toe things, so that's that's something, but a pretty, pretty classic alien breaking in, and uh, she accidentally kills one pretty quick early on. And uh, the rest of the film is her going through town, and there's the aliens coming into this invasion. We see a couple other people, and I will also note that I didn't notice this going. I didn't know this going in, but it's a mostly silent movie. Like the gimmick is that there is almost no lines of dialogue, pretty little. Like she sings at some points. I think later on you hear some people talking like the background, but the principal. There's a, not a lot of principal dialogue in this, on purpose. It's a stylistic choice. So, does it work? Did we like this film? Let's start with Jess. What'd you think of No One Will Save You? Um. So, the first ten minutes, I was intrigued. Like, the house was cool. The plot was, I thought, was unique. It was, you're very curious why this girl was on her own and why she has this quirky life that she does. Um, and then... And not far along into it, you realize it's just a chase between E.T. and herself. And then that's when I lost interest. <laughs> when when e. you realize, the, like, yeah, the, like the entire movie is just between those two battling. And that's basically it. That's when I was like, all right, there needs to be more to this. Like, I'm just bored. Like, we both know one's going to hurt the other one. The other one's going to hurt the other one. They're going to think of something similar. I don't know. I, I just was, I gave it probably until halfway point. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to take my phone out. And then I really started to distantly watch it. And I feel like I didn't really miss out on too much with my phone out. So there it is. No one will save you. Not a good start from Jess, but uh, Nicole, what yeah. did you think of this? Well, Jess, you had to have thought that uh, there was some difference when we got towards the ending, right? Um, what happens at the end? Okay. Uh, uh, so you, you completely checked. You, you gave up completely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see the level of giving up. <laughs> uh, I, I was a bit confused in the beginning. Not the very beginning. I mean, I, I too in, liked the... Uh, the style, the, the cottagecore vibes and of her house was really cute, um, very popular right now. So I thought they did a good job of relating to what the uh, design aesthetic is of 2023, um, or whenever this was made, 2022. So, um, yeah, I was confused by the friend, Maude. I thought it was her sister, so the story became very muffled for me when I realized that her parents, who I thought were her parents, the the cop and, and wife, I thought those were her parents and they disowned her or something, but come to realize later on, obviously that's not the case and that that's her friend's parents, so... That, I think the only reason you know is because I, I saw her write that letter that was like, Hey, Maud, today I saw your parents. Uh, I missed that, like that then. I didn't see her write that. I saw her write the letter, but I didn't realize the guy, the dad. I knew the, that woman was probably the mom, but I thought the dude was the dad, and I thought we were supposed to... I thought it was going to be some sort of relationship 
thing. That that I, was, I was completely thrown. Or something, yeah. Yeah, I thought that that was really, and then they got mad at each other, and then she's respond. Everyone's blaming her for the death. I didn't know what the. Tw- I figured the twist was that she, she, you know, it's her fault that the the mom and the sister or the friend are dead, right? And like that's going to be like the thing. But I figured it was. I, I I didn't I didn't guess what it was. What it ended up being. I thought yeah. it was going to be something with. With the, yeah. with the dad and the mom. Yeah. I, I, I realized it once the first runaround where she ran back home um, that it had her last name on the mailbox and it was different than the, the, the cop's badge. So then I was like, oh, okay. So now I'm getting it that this is her friend. So um, that started off in a confusing point for me. Um, like this, like the whole scene scenery. Um, but I have to agree. Once it gets into sci-fi, aliens and shit like that, uh, I'm like, oh, no, not another alien movie. I don't want any more of these. Um, <laughs> and I was actually surprised at how quickly and easily the first alien went down. Um, <laughs> you know, he was he was just like dead after one hit. I was really surprised by that. Um, cause you know, the other ones seemed a little bit more resilient. Uh, the, the large ones, um, the bigger ones are definitely, uh, could take a hit. Cause the other little guy that was in her house too, I think he, we thought that he was not dead yet, but he must've been cause he never came back. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of weird parts that in my mind are trying to feel, I don't know maybe like black mirror ish with the people that are infected all standing up and smiling together and waving together and pointing at the sky. I'll take away black mirror and actually say more M night Shyamalan ish. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's something that he would put into a movie. Um, That is, that is actually, that is a good call. That is very M night. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, it's, it's, it's cool, I guess, that this is all in her house. Like, she, she's really finding stupid methods to try to kill these things. Like, uh, I wouldn't. The fire method was probably like, that was that was cool. Favorite. But like a box cutter, like what the fuck are you gonna do with a box cutter? So, uh, <laughs> she killed the one, was, you know. That's what I was thinking, you know, as it was happening. So, all that was kind of <laughs> kind of lame. Um, yeah, it's not my style of movie. And then when we talk about the ending, it really threw a curveball into everything. And then we add the additional funness for me of the two-person time travel hugging yourself bullshit. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I thought so far. I don't know if I took that man. The end is actually where I think I think it gets better as it goes for, for me. I, I didn't like this. I like this more as it went along, and by the end, I kind of ca- almost came around on it because I like the ending so much. I like the, the last five or ten minutes a lot, but it takes a for me. It, it kind of builds and takes a long time to get there. Uh, I don't like, and I think it's the, it, it works. The movie's gimmick works to its detriment. The no talking because I think you're. You gotta get to the twist or like the reveal because the intrigue is, oh, why is the town hater? And then the aliens are coming, and then you're expecting, you know, okay, this is a movie, this is a story. Those need to be thematically related somehow. Like, there needs to be something that ties it all together to make it feel like a cohesive thing and not like, oh, the whole town hates me. And also, an alien invasion happens, and I'm running away from the alien for 45 minutes of the movie. 
And then we go back to the town and there's also something going on meaningful there with the background thing. So yeah. it it's kind of it kind of slops its way to the end, but by the the thing is by the last it sounds like when Jesse Jesse you should have hung on. I guess is what I'm saying. It was I, for me it was worth getting to the end and having been stayed invested because I like the last act and kind of like uh, it has a couple extra extra twists and then it goes like almost extra far to the point where like I was so bored the first hour comparatively where she's just running around the house. And she's very, and very she can't talk. Yeah, I, she can't exactly. talk. Like that lost me way too much to, to keep engaged. Yeah, and I think it's a shame. Like, I think if you could have, I think if you had not used the gimmick of no one talks as a crutch, you could have just let it breathe a little differently. Had a, you know, I know it's I know it's a cliche character, but if you write a friend character in who can talk and give us some exposition and. And we can still hold that secret of how of why she's hated by the town till the end. We can still hold well, on to I that. I don't think the issue is the not talking. Like I, I just think it was just too much back and forth between her and the alien. But uh, don't you think if you could like it was too much back? But like what else, if you aren't talking? How else do you fill the time of a ninety minute movie? Well, they gave her a couple. Know. The parts. Quiet Place did it. <laughs> yeah. A Quiet Place did like sign language though. It has people communicating though. It's not like like in this movie you couldn't you couldn't uh have everyone speaking like it would it would be a different a different sensation. You could have her like uh there's parts where she is talking though. Like she sings when she's doing the first dance and then she says like I love you or something and then she says I'm sorry a lot to the friend in the flashback like uh or or whatever. Like, she can, we can have her, like, singing to soothe herself while she's scared or or something like that, where it would just be a little bit of creepiness. Like, she only speaks or, or talks when she's in danger. I don't know. Something like that would just add a little more, this is kind of creepy. Yeah, I I mean, I, we're, like, we're, I, we're with her. Like, we want to be with, like, we want to be, like, on her side. Like, and I, that's the thing is, I kind of am on, I'm on her side. I think Kate Ledever's expressive actress, so you have to get someone who, they're not going to talk at all. They have to be completely physical actor. So, like, to get, stay engaged, I, I think she was, she did as best she could. But, like, yeah, what, what is it? The What'd you say? The, um, what'd you just say? The, the... Make her like have a, a creepy laugh or sing to herself or something like so- self-soothing or something. That's like, ooh, even she's kind of weird. Maybe, and then maybe that's like a red herring to yeah, because for for the ending reveal. But I, it's more of a like if you're comparing like Quiet Place, that has like characters communicating the entire movie. So like that's what's driving yeah, the plot. Like. True. You care about, like, you know, this is, like, a one-woman show. This is more like a gravity or, oh, this is actually really like, and I know neither of you have seen this, Robert Redford in All is Lost, where he's out on a boat in the middle of the ocean by himself, and he doesn't have any lines in that movie, so he screams fuck in the middle of the movie one time. It's great. Uh, but the rest of the movie, he doesn't say a single line. This is much more like that, where you're very, characters by themselves, survival and it's just the actor having to be like a physical actor in the space. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like I kind of like I think I would suggest that like the problem is the whole movie is not the whole movie, but like fifty minutes of a night of a ninety minute movie is her evading the alien kind of slowly. I, I think it maybe would help too if the aliens were interesting. I don't know why we made the choice to go with the classic Roswell 
plain gray aliens, you know? Sometimes like, they we've seen run, s- sometimes they're very slow. There's no, like, continuity with them either. Sometimes Some they- are huge, yeah. some are regular people size, but, like, and that's kind of, like... It feels uncomfortably ripped off. Like you know how you want you want something to feel familiar, but like a little like a little splash, a little edge. This is like the opposite. This is like something that's the same, but the parts that are different make it worse. Like because they're regular aliens, but they're like oh, but they got weird little thingies and they're different sizes. And I'm like that's just that's that's just the aliens, but they're lamer. Like I don't know. That's but, like not really different. That's not know, like different. That's not like a cool design. That's not like alien or predator or cool. I do fan, have like, to say, interesting. it is nice not having another demogorgon. But it's not a demogorgon. Been, You're right. They could have been more creative. I agree. Well, the thing about it too is the aliens aren't even the problem. It's the parasite in them like they could have made a cool vehicle for the parasite and they just picked aliens i don't get it right that's part of what was undercooked to me too is like the review part part of the review and jess tell me if you didn't even get this because it sounds like you were checking out towards the end but so like- i i got the point where she it looked like a monkey ball and it turned into like some spiky wormy <laughs> thing and she ate it yeah, like the thing that Kirby would eat. Yeah, if we're sticking with uh, video <laughs> game references. <laughs> so, like again, like I was, I was not totally on my phone. I was back and forth, so I saw that. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't accusing. It was more of um. I, my point there was like the the whole thing is like, oh, you think the aliens are the bad guys, but the aliens are just hosts for this parasite thing, and the parasite thing is the real bad guy. And so, like, that's a cool reveal, but it's it's done in a way where, like, I'm thinking back to the movie, I'm like, that is the reveal, like, part of the reveal, right? Because, like, then I'm looking, thinking back when the aliens were on the ships, and the aliens are, like, looking at her memories and stuff, I'm like, wait, the, mem- the aliens are working with the parasites or are the parasites controlling the aliens in this moment too? And looking at like her memories and the parasites are the ones who, I mean, we're in the spoilers are her friends at the end. And I, I just like, that's a little unclear. Like, are they like that? That's just, it should be cleaner. It should be a cleaner understanding. Like, yes, the aliens are, have these parasites and that's what's going on or oh no the aliens and the parasites are two species that work together was it like the aliens were set with a task to invade the humans or were the aliens just dropped off here they were trying to get rid of the parasite any way possible and they had no idea that's what i thought and it would be a little more helpful like i know it's hard again this is we're going again we're working against ourselves here if you didn't have your own rule that there's no talking this is my silent movie gimmick you could do th- you could have a radio bo- broadcast in the back you could do something you know you you you, you quiet place did it with stuff where you have stuff in backgrounds and you like you pick up on things because you're using visual and audio clues that aren't do- straight dialogue but it's it gets a little it gets lost there. Yeah, it's I agree. So maybe let's reveal the entire half of the movie because clearly I did not connect any dots. <laughs> the the which part the the like, ending all the twists. Okay, all the twists. All right, so let's let's go from doppelganger forward. So we we've got telekinetic. Yeah, telekinetic. She's already run to the people in the town. The town people have already like been infected. 
so she's got uh, she the thing gets her. She has the hallucination. Remember when she like thinks of her? She remembers her friend. That's kind of oh, yeah, I, I like that. She woke up and it was like a dream. Yeah, I like that. I like I liked that the way that was all done. And Nicole was like, "Oh my god, are they gonna do all a dream?" And thankfully, they didn't. They did like a I half. I thought they were gonna do all a dream Nicole. too. <laughs> well, that's because you thought that's because you thought the movie sucked, so you expected it to continue <laughs> to suck. Instead, like she she's like, "Oh, like I like how it's kind of blurry too. It's kind of like fuzzy. Like it's a good like dream technique, audience clue, whatever, without being too obvious." And then she. She fights back, she pulls it out, and then this is the part, like, she pulls the thing out, and then around that thing, like, like Annihilation style, a doppelganger grows around this parasite, a second Bryn, and now Bryn 2 is chasing Bryn through the woods, I'm like, alright, it's a little much, this is a little, like, we, like, we already have regular sized alien, and then tall alien, and then we got the parasite, and now the parasite that lives inside the aliens can turn into doppelgangers. Like we are getting a little crazy here. Like I understand, but Way like too many ideas. we are <laughs> exact. Thank you. We are getting like it's, this is all fun and well, but we are getting a little unhinged here. And it's not in a way that's like oh fun crazy. It's in a way that is detrimental to the plot, and it's hard for me to understand and follow what's going on here. And it's and your your ideas are cannibalizing each other a little bit. So, but doppelganger, they, they she they catch up. They have the the fight. And then she, she, you think she like finally gets out of it, and I kind of like that. The whole thing's like, oh, finally I won. And then the beam of light just smacks her, and then she gets, she gets, uh, she gets uh, sucked up. Um, I so like I like, the, I kind of uh, like that. The visual effects of the beams that people just kind of freeze, but she's still conscious. Her eyes are moving. That was kind of cool. I did too. I like it. It's, it reminded me of another movie that he wrote, actually, which I think I think you were on, Nicole. I don't think you were on, Jess, for uh, Love and Monsters. It reminded me of some of the like the effects work in that, where it's like oh. you can tell it's you can tell it's cheaper, but something about something about what they do, I don't I don't know what they're what what kind of effects work it is, but something they do about it, you can tell it's cheap, but it actually looks like stylized and cool, and it, it makes up for it. I think, but yeah, she gets sucked bit. into the. It, a little bit. I mean, you know, it's a twenty-three million dollar budget movie. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta have flying saucers and aliens with twenty-three million dollars and inflation. I mean, this is tough. Uh, <laughs> the, the, it's tough out there. So they they she gets sucked up, and the aliens read her like memory memories, right? Like that's kind of how it is, and like. They, they, we, we, as the audience, experience with them uh, what what happened in her childhood, childhood, and we see that she got into an ar- some sort of argument with her friend. Their friend pushed her, Maud, and then she grabbed a rock, retaliated, smacked her in the head, and that was enough to to kill her. And then I think it's implied the mom did the mom kill herself or uh, what I happened? Guess. Like, yeah, that's what I, I guess. I think that's if they were if they were obvious with it. I don't remember there being obvious with it. I I I kind of remember. I remember her picking up the rock and smacking, and then like from then on out, it's just like it's just shit show. Like they move away, everyone hates her, everyone blames her, blah blah blah. So the the aliens, the parasites, the whatever, they deem that we're not gonna put a parasite in you, Bryn, because we just saw this sad memory of yours. So instead. You are going to be okay, but everyone else on Earth is going to be controlled by the parasites. And now, when Bryn walks outside, everyone loves her and is nice to her because it's all the aliens who saw her sad memory. And they're like, oh, that's very sad. We're going to let you be okay. And now Bryn has a happy ever after with the rest of the planet being taken over by aliens. And I 
really, really like that as an ending because it's like, I did something wrong and I've been punished so bad for it. And like, you were a kid, like she didn't know obviously, but it's like, what are you going to do? Like you've, you've done something so horrible and like everyone hates you forever. And now your mom's gone. And so her, her penance is this world ending event that screw that kills everybody. It, it all intents and purposes kills millions, billions of everybody, but she gets to have her nice life now. It's so beautifully like, there's something really, really nice about that. I don't know. It's something about, like, it doesn't matter if there's 7 billion people. If that one person's happy. So, you know what? Fuck, it is a happy ending. I can't, There's something I like about that. Now, you didn't think I can that. guarantee you, yeah, if I actually watched the movie, I wouldn't even catch up on half of that. I don't think I would get oh, come it. come on now. I didn't. So, I, what do you... I certainly didn't. And I don't yeah, think t- that <laughs> Brennan felt that way when we finished it because we looked at each other like, "What the hell was that?" I no, I I did. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to taint your experience because I figured you didn't like the movie because I could read the room. I mean, I, I I didn't think you were hating it like we the last movie we reviewed. I could tell it was a, a real movie, but uh, it, I didn't think you liked it. But I didn't want to be like, "Oh, I really liked that choice at the end to skew your opinion." Um. Yeah, I mean, it was it was okay, but just the overwhelming amount of ideas that we've already discussed really ruined the ending because I, at that point, was thinking, oh my god, not another thing. And they have... I get that. Yeah. They have her doing her dance that she was practicing, and it's all beautiful and nice, but... And then, and then at the very end, they, they pan up, and there's... Uh, UFOs all over the sky. Like, it's all being controlled. And I just don't get why this happened. Like, I don't get if it was the aliens or if it was just the parasite or if there was a mother over both of those. I don't get why they uh, attacked the humans. Well, I don't think... I mean, that's not... Um, no, would, I have no idea why they attacked the humans and why they now control the humans and why they took pity on Caitlin Dever's character. We don't know the the motivations of the aliens, but like the whole movie, we it was most it was kind of a combination, and this is to the detriment. I, I don't think this is a successful movie because it's too it's too many things that are combining that are not they don't complement each other. Like silent movie or not silent movie, you know, no talking movie where it's uh, running away from an alien thing. But then, like we've already said, you have five or six different twists in an ending. Like, you just, like, just keep going. Just write twists over and over. Just, like, it's M. Night. You were right you, with that first uh, with that yeah. first uh, assessment. This is this has some, some M. Nighty flavor to it. A little sillier than M. Night. Like, I think M. Night takes himself more seriously, where I think this knows it's silly and is... A, a little more like I don't think this takes itself as seriously as, as M Night thinks he takes himself, mm-hmm. but I, I I just I I don't uh, I liked I give it not a pass, but I it's it's my it's what I go back to when it comes to interesting versus boring. Like this is like it's a weird one because it is boring for so much of it because of it's because it's trying something. It's boring because it's trying to do a bunch of gimmicks and a trying a bunch of different things. And so it's kind of a, a half misfire kind of thing that I, I I mean I will say I wasn't miserable watching this I was a little bored at times I think I liked it more than you guys like I think on a binary scale it's 
I, I, I was, you know, mildly amused watching it. And then as it went along, I was like, oh, I, I see, I see the grander ambitions behind this. I see, like, if, if his other movie, Spontaneous. I love Spontaneous. Like, that's like a four and a half star movie for me. I don't actually love the ending Spontaneous of Spontaneous. Was <laughs> cute. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I re- yeah, I know. Yeah, you guys both like 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 three and a half stars, if I remember, kind of feelings on it. But I like that's actually a movie where I don't love the ending. I like I after spoilers for Spontaneous, but like. No, I don't even spoil. I don't want to spoil. It. There's a moment in spontaneous where like the the it's kind of done, like the the thing's kind of wrapped up, but the movie has to go on for half an hour, and then it just kind of falters. This is the opposite problem, where like it meanders around for so long that by the time it gets to its ideas, you've already lost people, and then even its ideas that it's trying to execute, yeah, they're they're fun, they're cool ideas, but it's it's a big it's a big pot of it's too much. Well, too much it stuff. seems like he still is trying to work out his directing producing style. I, it's yeah. only his second directed movie, and he's written a bunch of stuff. And like I said, all he's like a writer, like a writer for hire guy. Like all those other things that I said, like they, I wouldn't say they have like a distinct uh, fingerprint on any of them. It's not like a, he's an auteur, you know. But yeah. uh, the stuff he, the st- for, for, I am mostly positive. This is on for me. It's a disappointment because I liked his other stuff more. This is maybe the worst thing of his I've seen, but. I like everything he's made, so I think it sounds like we are kind of wrapping around. Any other any other beats on this? Any other any other me- parts I missed? No, I don't think so. Are we gonna recommend? Nothing. Are we gonna recommend? No one will save you, uh, Jess. Negative. That's unfortunate, Nicole. Um, I. I'm gonna say no, also, because oh, I think you were thinking about it. I was. I know. I was gonna be like, wait a second. <laughs> I was thinking Just about thinking it about because it, um, it, it could have been better, and I wanted. I want to say that it wasn't horrible, but I like other things better that are in the same genre. That's fair. That's a fair statement. I I'm gonna give this like a, the softest of recommends because I I really. I really do like that ending, and I haven't. I I like it's. I know you. you to you guys are like ah, whatever. It like at that point, it's just another tacked on thing. But like, what it says larger to me is is just so wildly amusing. The the one person gets everything. The, the everyone's extinct except for one person, and that's a happy ending. And like the movie's telling you, no, this is a good thing. The protagonist is one, and the protagonist is not an evil psychopath. They're a they're a decent person, and everyone else must d- die in order for them to be happy. Yeah, then sounds so like be something like, you would like. So I give it a soft recommend. <laughs> so I give it a soft recommend. Uh, uh, one soft recommend and two not recommends. For no one will save you. So uh, we've got a couple streaming. I think we've got a horror theater as well. And if you have things to recommend to us, it is almost uh, award season time. So I'm expecting some better stuff. Uh, one of the strikes is over as of this recording. So, you know, we're going to get uh, get rolling here. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me in my Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore podhost. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. We are also on YouTube. Just search the show's title, Films with the Women in My Life. Thank you guys for being on, for no one will save you. Oh, yay. <laughs> yep. Peace. Until uh, next time, this is Brennan signing off, saying thanks for listening, and enjoy your movies.
Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.